Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to Naughty Dog Ranked. We're going through all the Naughty Dog games we can get our hands on and ranking them best to worst, everything. Every two weeks, we're going to take on a new game, talk about it at length, what we liked about it, disliked about it, what it was like the first time we played it versus replaying it, you know, positive, negative, everything we can go through. So if you haven't checked it out already, please go to our first episode where we talked about Crash Bandicoot 1. This episode, Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, and then Warped, and then the Jack Trilogy. And then we'll be covering both of the racing games, which is Crash Team Racing and Jack X. X is going to give it to you. He's going to give it to you. Uh, then the uh, Uncharted Anthology. That will include 1, 2, 3, 4, Lost Legacy. And then finally ending with The Last of Us on the same day that The Last of Us Part 2 will come out. Giving us two weeks to get through that and put that out as a ranking as well. We'll have an episode for that as well. So super excited about that. If you can, please go to our Instagram at ThreadX Reproductions. Or you can go to us, or you can find us, rather, on Twitter at TX3Productions or just ThreadX3Productions at gmail.com. Let us know what's your ranking so far, you know, what's your ranking overall, what's your thoughts on the game of the week that we happen to be talking about. You know, just write in, give us your thoughts. I'm your host, Nick, and here with me is my gorgeous love of a man. Hi. Hi. It's Kevin, guys. It's back, uh, back this fabulous week. Had a good day today. Yeah, really good, good. day. Yeah, pretty good day. Yeah. Yep. Good, good, good. I worked. I didn't want to go to work, but I went to work anyway, and I uh, made some shmoney. I made that. I yeeted my feet to get the wheat. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. Those kids that they're cool lingo and getting that bread and whatnot, you know. Getting that m f and bread, as they say. That's yeah. Yeah, they're all about the letters. Is that Michael t- Fredericks? Is that like a bread <laughs> brand? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a really good brand. I mean, I might. They got honey wheat. They got honey wheat and sourdough. They're, I'm sold. You know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, let's 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 jump right into it. Let's get okay. into it. So this week's episode is um, Crash Bandicoot Two: Cortex Strikes Back. So let's go over just some of the basic info that we can find here. Crash Bandicoot 2 Cortex Strikes Back is a platform video game developed by Naughty Dog, obviously, and published by Sony Computer Entertainment. (laughs) Still love that. Naughty Dog! Like, that's just always in my head. Uh, It is obviously the second game of the Crash Bandicoot series and the sequel to the original. Wow, Wiki, really earning your stripes. (laughs) Well, they haven't had any good donations this month, so they had to cut back on some of the letters. (laughs) And the words and phrases. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, well, we got to take the thes out of there. Uh, It takes place in a fictional group of islands near Australia. That's so weird because the first one didn't say that. We read from, like, the wiki Crash Bandicoot, and they didn't say anything about Australia. So apparently he comes from Dan Ender, which would also make sense why there's a dango in Warped. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Crash Bandicoot. I mean, ain't Crash a... Uh, that's what he is, right? A dango, right? He's a, he's a, no, he's a bandicoot. What the hell's a bandicoot? I think he's a marsupial. Is a bandicoot a marsupial? I don't know. Google that as I keep going. Oh, God. Um, ah! 
Crash Bandicoot 2 follows the adventures of the anthropomorphic Bandicoot Crash. Crash is abducted by a series of villain... By the series, I think. They, they left out a word. By the series villain, Dr. Neo Cortex, who tricks him into thinking he wants to save the world. Crash is thrust into several parts of the insanity island in order to gather crystals that will allow Cortex to contain a power of upcoming planetary alignment and keep the planet from being destroyed. Or at least that's what he says to Crash to try to trick him into getting everything. So that's the basic info. You know, obviously just like the first one, it's a it's a mix between side-scrolling and forward and backward you know um 3d platforming just so you know i'm now even more disappointed in bandicoot because it is a uh, small to large sized terrestrial marsupial first off <laughs> I, I don't even know what the heck a terrestrial is <laughs> What's a terrest- like what makes it terrestrial like i, have I guess no it's, idea. Not it's, no, it's not extra terrestrial so it's it not... hasn't done that extra amount of work no, no, to no, be it ain't extra terrestrial it ain't extra at all <laughs> Uh, and it, it's it's omnivores in the order Paramelamorphia. So apparently they're morph, they're Power Rangers. I don't know. Go go Power, or they're and, animorphs. Yeah, they, that's what they yeah, are. Yeah, there you go. They're animorphs. That <laughs> crap story. They're endemic to the Australia New Guinea region. See, I guess that was our giveaway that well, it was and, from Australia. And I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, it doesn't look anything like Crash Bandicoot. Right? I mean, make it. No, I mean they gave him like little tiny scrawny legs. This thing's got big old like jumpers. Like it's got like rabbit hindquarters, and then it's got like a uh, what's that thing that eats ants? An aardvark? Yes, indeed. That's an aardvark, right? It's kind of got like an aardvark nose. Ugly mm, as hell, okay. though. Wait, okay. Did you Google your mom instead? Hell! Oh, crap. <laughs> no, no, it's definitely not my mom. <laughs> definitely not. I only had five husbands. So, uh, most marsupials, including bandicoots, have a, bifur- a bifurcated penis. <laughs> Interesting. What's a bifurcated penis? <laughs> I'm going to say bi means two. So, so it has two wieners? Maybe. The evolution of reproduction in marsupials and speculation about ancestral state of mal- mammalian reproduction have engaged discussions since the end of the 19th century. Both sexes possess <laughs> a cloaca, which is connected to a urogenital sac used to store waste before expulsion. Oh, geez. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh And the bladder of the marsupials functions as a site to concentrate urine and impite. Empties? Yeah, not impites. That's a wrong word. And empties into the (laughs) common urogenital sinus in both females and males. Yeah. Super deep for Cortex Strikes Back. (laughs) Bifurcated (laughs) penis. Separated into two columns. It's got two wieners. First things first, uh, I want to get your your first impression and your first memories of playing Crash Bandicoot. Well, I mean, first The second one. Sorry. Cortex Strikes Back. Memories all alone in the moonlight. 
Okay. So uh, my first memories, um, which I kind of talked about this a little bit in our first episode, but I'll kind of reiterate. Um, I actually ended up playing um, the second one before actually really playing the first one. So my first impressions of like Crash Bandicoot as a series was actually with Crash Bandicoot um Cortex Strikes Back. And so I feel like uh, as far as like nostalgia and as far as like where when I think of Crash Bandicoot, um, the first thing that really does come to mind is Crash Bandicoot 2 Cortex Strikes Back. Right. Um, so much so that like, you know, I I kind of mentioned it last time. It's like so it's really jarring just how hard the levels and maybe the platforming and everything in number one, because it's just like that's just not what I'm used to, you know what I mean? And I just remember just really liking it, you know, because I mean, obviously any kind of platforming that we had before this was pretty much just, hey Mario, your princess is in another castle. And that's it. Like there was no talk. There was just, you know, there was some vague stuff. Like, if you read the instruction manual, like, oh my god, you're apparently just a mass murderer breaking all those bricks or whatever. Uh, But yeah, you didn't really get that much other than Danzel in Distress. It was super basic. And so to go into a game and start playing it, and I was still obviously really young, you know, this came out in 96, so I mean, we're eight years old. We Or no, this one didn't come out in 96. Hold on, sorry. So this one came out in 97 so just a year after number one um so by then i would have been like only nine you know um and even then i don't even know if i played it right when it came out you know what i mean because back in that day like i wasn't so into gaming that i was like you know i'm standing outside my GameStop and waiting for the midnight release not that they would have had midnight releases back in the 97 but you right. know yeah yeah absolutely um but but yeah i was young enough where like i hadn't really experienced stories outside of rpgs you know what i mean like because rpgs that's all it's about you're basically just reading a book and then doing some stuff in between yeah (laughs) so like as far as stories go you know you just you got vague stuff i mean as far as especially like 2d side scrollers i mean the most story you got was like i'm in you know a, a green area and now i'm up in the sky and you know oh now i'm in a futuristic area you know like it was super vague and it was like there's not really a story it's just like your objective was you are good go get the bad people and that was it that was it so having this i feel like crash bandicoot 2 was sort of the catalyst for me really getting into video games you know, to further explain that, the PlayStation was actually my very first console. I had played Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and those were just kind of tangentially, like, you know, somebody else owned those consoles, and I just kind of, every once in a while, when I went over their house, I might have played or whatever, but I yeah. wasn't really into video games. Yeah. PlayStation 1 was my first console it was my console you know granted it was mine and my brother's but like i was the one who played it the most because i was the one who was home the most right so it was really like my console and so crash bandicoot was my mario in a lot of ways and so you know playing this for the first time it was just like oh wow there's story like and it was kind of cool or whatever and so yeah i mean what about you what was your kind of first experience so yeah, it's kind of like when I first started playing PlayStation. How I got, you know, I played I played the first Crash Bandicoot, right? 
Going mm-hmm. into the second one, um, I didn't actually really... I want to say I played maybe a demo of it, but I never purchased Crash 2. So oh, my okay. real my real first impression of playing Crash 2 would have to be now. I would actually have to say it's the reignited trilogy. Um, I did play it as a kid, and I played it, you know, friend like like I said at friends' houses, stuff like that. So for me, it was it was okay. I was more of a Spyro kid. Like Spyro, I could grasp to, I could run with. Um, I threw this one on for my eight year old because I'm like, hey, let's see how he handles it, and right. it's difficult. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this one, the first boss, man, I, I game over three times. I death looped Crash Dash. Yeah. The first time through. And it was very disgruntling, or disgruntling, uh, disheartening. <laughs> it was disgruntling. Uh, it was disheartening, and I was very put off by it. But then I, you know, I went to the Googles. That's what I go to. I go to my Googles. And I watched a couple walkthroughs and some, like, tips on how to improve your ability. Mm, okay. Cool. And I did okay. <laughs> I'm still not that good at it. Uh, yeah. I tried. Uh, I'm very pretty. That's what I make up for. And, <laughs> uh, you know, if, if I only had two penises, I could probably do a lot better, but I don't. So, no, it was, again, aesthetically and colorful and, and fun and and. Difficult. Very incredibly difficult. Um, I wouldn't say that I would choose this as a, like, hey, I just had a rough day at work, and I want to come home mm-hmm. and die 200 times trying to figure <laughs> out their puzzle. And that's what it is. It's it's a matter of fi- figuring out the pattern, especially in Crash 2. There's more... The puzzles are more pattern designed, you know? Mm, okay. Here, 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 this, this, this. You know, left, left, right, left, left, right, right? And mm-hmm. then... You get okay. The first boss, the first boss, dude, dude, the first boss. Mm-hmm. I beat him. Took me like four tries. Yeah, and I consider myself a competent gamer. I'm not the greatest gamer, mm-hmm. but I feel like Crash Bandicoot is harder than Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really, in in, in a longer aspect, I would rather Deathloop on Call of Duty than Deathloop on on Crash Bandicoot. I'm like, it's just a hole. Why can't I get over the flipping hole? (laughs) I start sweating, you know? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I get gamer fatigue from it. I'm like, oh, God. (gasps) I'm taking deep breaths, chugging down water. Lips are all dry and cracked. (laughs) Uh... My left eye started twitching at one point, and I knew I had to set the controller down. I got I got to walk away from this for a few minutes, you know. Uh, but but in a, in a first impression, um, if you like a challenge and you don't want to cut anybody and you just want to fall in a hole, by all means, get the game. Yeah, right. Uh, no, I I guess I'm overselling that a little bit. It, I didn't do as well as I was hoping I was gonna do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one of those situations where people are like, hey, let's see the game footage. No, nope, you will <laughs> not see the game footage from this game. <laughs> um, if I could physically burn it, I would do that. Right. <laughs> uh, the fact that the NSA has it on files bad enough. So, uh, you know, I just. I don't know. You know, I didn't really... I can't, I can't say I loved it. <laughs> I yeah. It's fun. I can say that. I can say that full-heartedly, that it is fun. My son 
he gave me about five minutes. Uh, mm. he like tried until he to, was bored, or yeah, he just oh, he, he okay. just wasn't he wasn't as interested in it as the mm-hmm. first one for some reason. Which I don't know why. I mean, the jet like the water jet skis were fun. You yeah, know? right. Jetpacking and all that stuff. It's fun. I, I hate Crash Dash. I cannot tell yeah. you how much I hate. It's something about running at the screen, man. Yeah. When I gotta run at me, I'm like, God no. Like <laughs> when I got when I go the other direction, I know what's there for the most part. Unless I gotta go around a corner or over a hump, which is a whole nother thing on this one. Are you kidding me with the corners and humps on Crash <laughs> Cortex? Like you're like, oh do 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 strolling along, jumping over holes, and all of a sudden you go to jump over a hole on a hill. Yeah, that's right. A hole on a hill just hole to find out there's hill. another flipping hole. <laughs> Did I tell you you fall in holes? Yeah, you do. You a do. lot of holes. Oh, and don't even get me started on the first bonus level. Okay? Mm-hmm. First bonus level, I walk through it like easy peasy, lemon squeezy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second bonus level, game over. I was so sad, Nick. Like, that's how bad at this game I am. Like, I couldn't even make it through the first wave of gems without game overing like three or four times. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, it's for me. For me, flat out, it was difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was upsettingly difficult. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because we talked about a little bit on the last show um, about the hitboxes. You know, it's yeah. like yeah. you know playing this originally. Um, there are so many parts in this game that I like. I remember by heart. I remember the patterns. I remember the. Um, like everything and it's like muscle memory it just comes back to me and there'd be so many times where it's like i'd miss something by the littlest amount and it's like i know wholeheartedly that it's because of the remasters it's because of the way they did the hitboxes it's because of whatever they had to tweak to get it to work on the PlayStation, whether it be going from, you know, 4.3, you know, standard to 16 by 9, you know, whatever it was, it's like whatever they changed, well, there's just so many times it was off just by that little amount. Bit. A little bit. And you did bring it up. You, you brought it up in the last episode on how you would go to jump on the box Mm-hmm. And normally you could be right at the edge, but you kept slipping off and you weren't hitting the box, right? Yeah. Yep. And I and I told you, like, I didn't experience that. And in the first one that we played, and, and and Crash Bandicoot, I did not experience that. In Cortex Strikes Back, every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Every box. It wasn't didn't matter if it was metal, wood, whatever. It if I tried to get the side, just the edge of it, so I could get the, you know, the ones on the edge couldn't do it i had i literally would have to jump and fly backwards and hopefully i would land back on the box like there was no half-assing it yeah 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 it's so interesting like uh, i mean there's also just so much about it that is it's it's weird because it's like for one i am just older in general so there's like that part that is like how much of it is because of how much they tweaked and how much of it is because i'm older so my reflexes are a little bit different my you know my dexterity is just a little bit different when it comes to like you know how long i can play a game or that particular like high intense game and how much of it is because, like I said, the remaster, you know, because there's just so much about it that I just like, I do not remember sucking this bad. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, like I said in the first episode, honestly, I wish I could have gotten gone to the pawn shop and got the actual version of this because it definitely seems like that would have been a better way to play it personally. I felt like they upscaled the difficulty. Yeah, and see, I don't know if like like literally just the tweaks that they did, that's how they upscaled it because it's like just going from a square polygon hitbox to a rounded hitbox changed yeah. so much about this game. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you know, a lot of my you know, remembrance of this game and just how much I love it and how much it means to me is really more from the memory than the replay value. And it also has to do with the fact that like when we're replaying this, there is somewhat of a, like a, a time yeah. or time constraint. Cause it's like, yeah. well, I want to make sure to replay this in a, in, in time for us to do the next episode. Yeah. And so even though these, each level takes like maybe two minutes if you're able to go through it, you know, no problem. But it's like you're rushing yourself because you know you have to get through this. So there is a little bit of like, oh, crap, just go, go, yeah. go, go. Um, there's definitely some times where it's like I would skip the bonus round. Like even though that gave me more lives. <laughs> there's right. one time I got to the third or fourth level, which it's the one where it kind of looks like it's in a mine or something. So it's the fourth level of okay. of the of the levels, the or the fourth warp level. Does that make sense? Anyways, but yeah, yeah no, it looks I like a, it looks like a bunch of mine. You're in some kind of mine. Yep. Yep. Anyways, I got to there and I got to uh, kind of the same situation where I was death looping. So I actually went all the way down to the bottom and grinded, essentially. It was like it was an RPG and I was grinding to just get more lives. So I got myself like 20 lives, went back up, and still almost went back down to game over. Wow. You know? So it's like, ah, uh, yeah, even... Yeah. Even me, I was having like issues with it. And like it, replaying it, man, man, screw you, jetpack levels. Like, Yo, and dude. the last boss is a jetpack level. So it's oh just like, I do not in any way, shape, or form remember the jetpacks being that freaking annoying. They were well, annoying. They were certainly, certainly annoying. But dear God, I do not remember being that annoying. They were bad. They yeah. were bad. Uh, some of the water ones were bad with the water skiing. That was pretty difficult. I mean, mm -hmm. you're talking about changes in the game. You're talking about the hitboxes changing. You're talking about, you know, like like you said, the jetpacks are really, really difficult. And the final boss is really difficult because of the jetpack, right? Let's talk about that change for a minute. Let's talk about the change from, you know, the first game's bosses to this game's bosses. You know, like the first game's bosses were, in my opinion, super easy. They weren't... Yeah. You know, they were kind of methodical, like, okay, bam, 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 done. Yeah. The, the new ones were way difficult, you know, to know when to strike, to know how to strike, to know yeah. what pattern they're going to go in. And, and that's the thing. If you died, remembering what the pattern was... Yeah, yeah, because unless know? you died, like, I think it, I think it's like five times. If you die five times in a row, it'll just give you an uka uka. <laughs> yeah, you get an uka uka. Yeah, so, um, I mean, yeah, because if you go back to the very first boss, I mean, most of the bosses in the first one are literally just wait and then hit. Wait and papu papu, 
the very first boss in um, Crash Bandicoot, literally all you had to do is wait for him to get in the center. Um, you could stand right behind him. As soon as he would smack his little pole down, just jump yeah. on his head. Yeah. That's it. That's how freaking simple. And then even like the, you know, third to the last one, he's a mouse and he has a machine gun. All yeah. you do is take cover and then hit him when he's reloading that's how freaking simple it is. Yeah. You know, going back to these ones, it's like uh, on the one hand, they're harder, but on the other hand, it is nice that they have like the different stages. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, I like how, I like how, you know, it's like the first one, Rue or Ripper Rue, um, he pretty yeah, much just like, like the... puts his TNT in different spots. But then yeah. you get to some of the other bosses, and then each time you hit them, they'll like add something to the repertoire. So then, like you yeah. said, it is about kind of like remembering, like, okay, how did they do this? And okay, now he's going to add this part, and now he's going to add this part. Yep. And so then it's like... It's, well, even even with Ripper, right? Like you said, yeah. like they have a pattern. So Ripper, it, the way the pattern is, is, you know, stay in the bottom left when he does his first round, stay mm-hmm. in the bottom right when he does his second round, and then he'll blow himself up, and then you run up, you spin on him, and then you go into the second round, and this time you got to stay in the bottom middle. And then the next round, you stay in the like side left a little bit so yeah i mean there's still even a pattern with him that you have to try and keep a hold of yeah definitely um but yeah i mean that with with those two elements of like we're gonna change up the hit boxes we're gonna change up your boss difficulties um i i feel that this game overall came out to be you know a, a bit more challenging than i anticipated it to be yeah yeah um, did you have a favorite boss? A favorite boss? Um, I think Engine. He's definitely yep. one of the more uh, hard ones, but I liked the fact that you're like essentially like throwing stuff at him. And he's also mm. the one technically with the most stages, too. It's like so oh, he's the most difficult. It. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just like it. He was always my favorite. And I think it was because, like, I mean, back in the day, Back in my day, we have to have at least one of those. Oh, yeah. Um, but back in the day or whatever, um, it was just like, you know, you, you didn't buy every game. So it's like coming up to a point like this, it's like it was a challenge. And it's like, you challenge accepted. Let's do this. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I just I always liked it. I thought it was the most diverse because, you know, normal bosses have three or four hits. And yeah. between each one, they'll change up their their attack pattern well engine has six or seven hits so that means six or seven times he's changing up his attack patterns he's changing up the way where you have to hit him and i i actually really like that i really dug that um and so yeah i mean i think that's my favorite um what about you no i was right there with you engine yeah yeah definitely yeah Yep, uh, I also the like most creative I like, one too. I like, yeah, I like his look. I like his get up. I like you know the little lore that you get behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the little little tidbit of story that you get out of that is is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I felt like he was well placed. Uh, yeah, within the storyline, I felt he was really well placed. So yeah, I, I'm in the same boat with you, engine all the way. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Least favorite? Uh, Cortex for sure. Yeah, jetpack. F- you. No way. No way. That's the best level. 
<laughs> I only asked that to be facetious in a way, I guess. <laughs> like, like we already knew what you were gonna say because yeah, I'm, right? I'm right behind you. The jetpacks were dumb. Yeah, it was and not that like hard. I tried it inverted and I tried it normal, and no matter what, it just didn't feel right. I think I ended up staying with inverted, <laughs> but it was just because it was less screwy than regular i mean what did you end up going with i stayed as regular i didn't even yeah. think to go inverted i normally don't go inverted and when yeah. you said inverted i just got chills down my spine i'm like oh god <laughs> it was already bad enough why would you make it worse <laughs> uh, yeah yeah so that's where i said yeah <laughs> well i mean yeah let's let's get back to the story because honestly that is the part i think that stands out the most um and now especially retroactively looking back at it it's like this is kind of where it all started because if you look yeah. at naughty dog nowadays naughty dog you know them because of their narrative because of the way they weave a story and everything and it's so cool to go back to the beginning. Because like like we said on the last episode, you have a cutscene at the beginning and then you have a cutscene at the end. That is all you get from Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Other than the levels themselves, there's just no story pretty much. Just go get the girl. You know, that's it. And it's so boring. This time we get a cutscene at the beginning. We get a holographic after every level, after every third level. And each one, you know, some of them are kind of like, you know, hey, bring me the crystals. Hey, you know those crystals? Could you bring them to me? Hey, crystals. I really need those cri crystals. 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 <laughs> crystals. Like, I get it. Do you have but any at the same time, the amount of... This is back in the PlayStation. Like, so let's talk about the PlayStation version, okay? Like, the PlayStation, back in the PlayStation day... Okay, did you call uh, it a PlayStation version? I think it is. Well, the PlayStation version. Okay, okay? it sounded like you said virgin. I'm sorry. You and your two penises need to settle down, okay? <laughs> Can't help it, baby. That's what's got me grinding right now. <laughs> um, but even back in that day, the animation of of the face and the way like Cortex animated his face and everything, uh -huh. it was something that you just never really saw. Like, you know, um, Mario 64 came out, and at the beginning, you could like hold down, I think, R1 and L1, and you could grab Mario's face and move it around. And that yeah, was kind of cool. you could grab his nose. You can grab yeah, his nose. Yeah, you could and... grab his nose, his ear. You can just kind of morph him around, right? Yeah. But that's different because that's just something that you're, it's goofy. You know what I mean? This was actual, like, actual animation. It was personality. It was expressions coming out. And like I said, this was, like, one of the main catalysts of me really getting into video games. Because it was just like, oh, this is a movie that I get to play. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, yeah. it's obviously not a super, you know complex story but at the same time it was the very first time that this kind of interactive thing it's an interactive even like, cartoon it was yeah, an interactive even rpgs cartoon. like i said you had to read those it's not that i hate reading it's just that you know it's like whatever you know and so here we have it's voiced 
very well. Yeah, I, I love all the different voices they have. You know, and it, in a lot of cases, it's actually like back in the day, if they did have voices, they'd have like the same person do every single voice. And it just happened to be one of the producers or one of the developers or one of the artists <laughs> or something like that. Mortal Kombat and its infamous whoopsie guy. Whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, th- when they did have voice actors, it was usually not somebody professional. Versus he, we, we got professional actors. So it's like when he's emoting, you know, you can feel his anger or whatever. You know, now you get back to the remasters and obviously they added so much to yeah. it. Yep. You know, and it's just like they added little things here and there just to spice up, you know, the dialogue, spice up what's going on. And it's just the story is also just so interesting. Because like I said, if we go back to um, Super Mario, save the princess. That's it. Do we really even, other than I guess it might have said something, do we even really get... In the very first one, do we ever get really like what's Bowser's motivation? Like what he feels? Uh, she's a princess, dog. Yeah, right. Got to give me some of that princess coon. Hopefully, yeah. she has two of them. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Bowser's nothing more than a than a single penis weirdo. A bandicoot <laughs> would be ashamed of him. Um. So. Uh. So yeah, you have now we have motivations not only that but we have deception you know he's trying to deceive and that's something also like you know obviously we probably have seen it tons of times nowadays you know but that's definitely something like back in the day it's like that's an interesting twist here we have the enemy of the first um game now he's coming back and he's like hey i need your help or whatever we obviously saw through that even as kids you know what i mean yeah but it's still that concept like oh that's kind of interesting like now he's trying to ask me for help or whatever and i've got to help him to save the world not only that but then like the backstory where if you did play the first one cortex is essentially saying that um oh crap what's his name so basically he is trying to accuse everything on Dr. Nitrous Brio. And so if you remember that was the second to the law that was the second to the last boss and in the cutscene at the very beginning it was his assistant. So essentially he's like blaming everything on him. It's like, "Oh, I'm a nice person. I just want to save the world." And so it's such an interesting twist to like go from oh, I'm a bad guy to no, I'm really good. No, I'm not. Shh. Yeah, right. Because then you also get your sister, and she's like, crash, crash, oh my gosh. You know, and yeah. like have, having this kind of unravel in front of you was like, if we're being honest, completely unnecessary. You know, like we, we didn't need any of this, but the fact that it does have that story, it does have that intrigue like made you want to complete every level because it's like what's going to happen next well i think i think adding a story to is also you know that's what the market was yearning for people were mm-hmm. people were getting tired of just running through a platform and not you know other than having a score there wasn't an outcome there wasn't yeah, an overall yeah. objective there wasn't uh you know anything which which why you know today uh, when you play a video game there's objectives to complete your objective 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you want to do this mission? Well, you got to do these 17 before you can. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you can't do 15 of them unless you have the DLC. So <laughs> there's that. So you have to look at gaming in, in that time as a different spectrum. So to say it wasn't necessary, no. I, I mean, I get, I get I get where you're coming from on that. But, mm-hmm. but I, I do think... It was needed. It wasn't necessary. Oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah. it was needed for the market, and it was needed um, to to spice up to spice up gaming. You know, to give us something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really think that that's that's a good place to put that. And yeah. and the story itself, like you said, it to watch it unravel was kind of neat. Uh, again, I didn't play it when I was younger, so I don't know what really was different about it. Uh, but it did feel interactive, and, and yes, yeah. you're absolutely right to to see that sleight of hand, evil villain with the mustache, you know, conniving you to do something that you know. It was fun, and it was cutesy, mm-hmm. and and enjoyable, and uh, you know, I, I I can't say I had a qualm with it really. Yeah. Uh, for, for the style of game that it is and and for the for what you're a simply uh, you know simply accomplishing throughout the story I think it's worthwhile I think that the story was a good additive um, to what they had and 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 I do know what you mean by it kind of going back and piecing together um, the little story that we had from crash one mm-hmm. you know uh, and I, I I like that. I like yeah. that 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 it it wasn't huge. It was subtle. It was subtle, but it was there. Yeah, yeah. So and I mean, yeah. To be clear, like I'm not saying that like they it was not necessary. I'm just saying like if we would have went from point A to point B like we did in the first one, we probably would have liked it just the same. Yeah, but it yeah. added that little bit of flair. You know, what I mean? that's what I meant it by gave saying us some it wasn't flavor. necessary, quote unquote. Yeah. It's like in retrospective, heck yeah, it was necessary because I remember that way more than I remember Mario sixty four. Because what happens in Mario sixty four? The princess is taken. Well, you no, save the princess. Well, duh. Well, you know that. Of course, that's what happened. It's like there's so much more nuances happening in this one because there's dialogue, there's there's you know emotions, I mean, you know. But can you can? I don't necessarily. It's hard to compare Nintendo to other gaming industries. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know. I, I feel like Nintendo's just always kind of put out games like here you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. they haven't really been a lead in the, you know, well, I can't say they haven't been a lead either. That's that's really kind of a offhand thing to say about Nintendo because I really like Nintendo. But, like, you know, I wouldn't put them on the forefront of innovation mm-hmm. when it comes to gaming. Uh, are they innovative? Yes. Uh, are they yeah. on the forefront? No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. Uh, no. Uh, PlayStation out, when it comes to console gaming, uh, PlayStation has and for the most part outshines Xbox. You know, yeah. Uh, they both outshine Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's all uh, say our grace and respect to the all-powerful uh, PC. 
um, the master race. Because, you know, if we don't put that in there, then we lose a toe or two. So it's not a big deal. But but, uh, PlayStation is, I think, very... uh, very intuitive and and very much a, a pioneer mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in that aspect of gaming. And Naughty Dog as well is very much a pioneer in the aspect of of giving us giving us that little bit extra, giving us that that taste of a little bit of something. I was having a conversation the other day with somebody about Naughty Dog, and they were like, you know. All Uncharted is is just a male version of Tomb Raider. And I'm like, actually, no. So, Because, I mean, it is, but it's not. Right. Right? It's more like Indiana Jones. Well, yeah, it's an interactive Indiana Jones, if anything. And and Tomb Raider is kind of like not... Tomb Raider's pitfall. Uh, Tomb Raider is the female Indiana Jones. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) No, I can't. I can't. Put those two together. I can't. <laughs> no. I mean, I can. I guess it is. But, like, I don't know. There's... I don't know. I don't feel that Tomb Raider and Uncharted are very similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was definitely, like, inspired by it. You know? Yeah. As far as, yeah. like, platforming and gunning, you know? So it was definitely inspired or whatever. But, you know... Yeah, but I had another person who like, Oh, that whole movie scene type video games aren't for me. But this is also the same person that told me that Detroit Become Human is probably the most innovated game in the history of mankind. And hmm. uh, interesting. And I said you don't like movie video games, but you love Detroit Become Human. You know that's, yeah, that's that literally makes no sense. It makes none, <laughs> right? But the, but I mean, they really like Tomb Raider. They really like Tomb Raider. Um, but Naughty Dog, I think, and they did agree with me on the fact that Naughty Dog is a pioneer too. Uh, they they kind of pioneered a lot of aspects of what we hold dear to video gaming today. So I'll give them that. Uh, when it comes For to like sure. when it comes to like in depth, uh, you know, puzzles, <laughs> give me Naughty Dog. Just not Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Jeez. <laughs> I'll take um, Jack and Daxter all day. <laughs> yeah. And in, in in general, I mean, I just I love. Crash Bandicoot. Uh, like I said, this is the beginning too. That's the thing, yeah. you know. You know, putting yourself back in the '90s or whatever, and like seeing this kind of stuff for the first time or whatever, is just what was so amazing about it, and seeing where it is. And I think like it, it was just really cool. Like because if you really boil it down, the levels themselves are kind of just levels from number one, only slightly different. You know, you have temple levels, but now they're at nighttime. Yes. You have the nighttime with the fireflies. That was a number one. That was a pretty level. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you have the the ones where you're going up the river, only now you have the surfboard. You know, yeah, a lot of them really just are, like, kind of retreads. So I, like, I feel like this time around it was less about, like, coming up and, like, reinventing the wheel, so to speak, with Crash Bandicoot, and more about just really refining what they already had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, de- they definitely did refine it. I mean, yeah. there's no doubt about that. And, I mean, I really feel like as far as, like, the difference between one and two is the story. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Because if you boil it down to like the mechanics, mechanics are pretty much the same. They changed the jump. Like we're going back to the nineties, yeah. of course. They and changed they the jump a, few... a little bit. They yeah. added new enemies, obviously. But really, what set it apart was now there's a story. Now there's voice acting. Now there's a purpose. It well, gave the belly you flop. A purpose. Yeah, that too. That is the slide jump. Oh my god! Yeah. I love the slide jump. Like, yep. there's so many instances where it's just like, I would rather slide jump than just regular jump because it's like, I'm going to make sure I make this goddamn <laughs> jump or whatever. Because you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, but see, the slide oh, jump, the slide jump can freaking bite you in the booty, too. Mm hmm. Because you, true, you true. yeah, remember that uh, hill with a hole and then the hole on the yeah. other side of the hill? hill the hole. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, slide jump that hill on the hole. Tell me if yeah, you don't go in the other you hole. Hit the, you hit the other hole. Yeah. <laughs> I was so bad, dude. I was like, I was Because you're like, wrong. I got this. Oh, son of a... There's another one. <laughs> I did. I think that was literally the words that I chose. I think I did finish the son of a... I don't think I stopped at son of a... But, but yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so what 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 do we think our favorite level is? <sighs> well, I mean, I look okay aesthetically wise, like the prettiest level um, would be any of the jungle levels. Mm, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. not that they're my favorite. Right, <laughs> I don't want. I don't really have a favorite. I can yeah. tell you my least favorite. What's your least favorite? The first jetpack level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The very, very first one. Mm-hmm. That is hands down the worst. Yeah, yeah. I I struggled so bad with it. The struggle um, is real. I think my favorite level was the first one because I could run through it so fast without any issues. I'm like, oh, dude, psh, bet I got this. Yeah, right. I cleared it. I freaking platinumed it, beat the freaking fastest time on it. You know, got to the second level, and I'm like, oh god, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Um, favorite one? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I know exactly what. See, now, it's funny that you hate the Crash Dash kind oh, of. Oh, I hate you if um, you love that level. No, 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 no. It's funny that you don't like those type of, because actually my favorite is the Crash Dash where it replaces the boulder with a polar bear. And then at the end, you ride the baby polar bear. <laughs> like, that's probably my favorite, my favorite level, if I'm being honest. <sighs> I love that one. It's just such, it's so cool. You know, it's just so cool to like, it's like, first off, you're like trying to get away from the thing, which that one is annoying because there is a part in there where uh, you're supposed to slide under the lightning and then jump. But I would always just hit the lightning, which once again, I am like 90% sure that it's the hitboxes. Because it's like, I would run through that back back in the day. I would run through that no problem. Or I would run through it and it wouldn't take me as many deaths. You know, but it's like I my mind is so trained and so in so like um the muscle memory, it was so hard to retrain it because it's like I swear it was the hitboxes. But anyways, I eventually got over it and but yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite ones as far as like you're running away from a panda or you're running away from the polar bear, and then all of a sudden you get on a polar bear and start riding it. I'm just like I mean it's cute. I'm not gonna say it's not. I I just don't like the fact that you have to run at the flipping the screen. I don't like that. It makes me so, <laughs> un- uh, so uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Why, that's part of the challenge. I almost cried at one point. Yeah. Okay, I didn't almost cry. I kind of no, cried. I didn't know. Oh, no, there's definitely... 
there is definitely some. I want to say one of the one of the ruins. Ruins. Ooh, no, the ruins are the worst ruins I've ever been in. Right. It almost ruined my experience. The, <laughs> I can't remember which one. I want to say it was like the second ruins that I was just like, I was getting to this one part. Oh, it was the one where um, the platforms were rotating. There was yeah, one thing that- with movable platforms. That's also <laughs> right. another thing that pisses me off. <laughs> but yeah, oh the, this particular one, it was rotating and then like you could slide off if you didn't keep pressing forward or whatever. Yep. So there was one that was rotating and then one that was going back and forth and then a third one that was rotating. For some reason, the one that was just going back and forth, I'd jump onto the rotating one and then the one back and forth every time. It's like, I know I'm hitting it because I can see the shadow hit the platform, but then I just like slide off immediately and i'm like f***ing hitboxes <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you um but yeah that was definitely like an almost like crying like okay like i had to walk away <laughs> i had to walk away because i just bought this controller i can't break it <laughs> yeah not yet you gotta give it at least two weeks to break in <laughs> oh man yeah so I mean that's 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 pretty much it. So yeah. um the yeah. the next part, you know, it's gonna be a lot easier this time because we have literally two. You know, once we get to more, so the next part we're gonna be talking about is now we gotta rank it. You know what I mean? First episode was super easy because we only had one video game. So yeah. now um also kind of be kind of easy it's going to be way harder once we start getting into jack and the uncharted we got to figure out which one's better is jack one better than this one is it but you know what i mean it's going to start getting a lot harder but right now i i feel very confident just to say because of the story and because of some of the innovations that they made with like the controls and everything you know i think this one automatically goes up to the top well, I think that's an unfair assessment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm, 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 I think that mm-hmm. you stole that from me. Yeah. So I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to say that uh, the first the first cooter is the first one to go. Cooter? Well, I'm sorry. It's got two. The cooters. Kutai. Couture's. No. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's a sequel. And you can't always say the sequel's better. Because sometimes a sequel is just not as good. Yeah. And this one... It didn't take away from anything, but it definitely did add a story. Yeah. It didn't add anything else. Yeah, Um, in a lot of ways, yeah, I can totally agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't really give me anything else other than now I have a story and some new mechanics. Yeah, definitely. Other, Other than that... It was exactly the same as the first one. Same concept, same playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, even they some added of the levels. snow levels, sir. Well, okay, I was going to say you can't deny I, the snow levels. I was just going to say even <laughs> some of the levels were the same, but they did have yes, newer definitely. styles of levels. Well, no, no, you know, they, you're absolutely no. you're absolutely right. Really, snow levels I think are literally the only style that they added. Because uh, no, even I thought like, they had snow levels on the first one. We just played no. it. Yeah, because they had penguins and seals. Are you sure? Almost positive, bud. I don't know. I might have to. I might have to go back. I'm like, really? Uh, well, well. In that case, then that that makes my argument go away. Yeah, it, all the levels are essentially the same. You know, and, and like I said before, like it was pretty much just they took what they're good at and then refined it. You know, once again, I do have to say that's the 90s talking not the remaster talking you know but right we won't keep going down that pattern um but yeah i mean i i feel like they just they added to it 
you know, I, I feel like in in a lot of ways they remade crash one but better you know and you know sometimes that's not bad especially when you know how many times has mario been quote-unquote remade it's like oh there's platforms there's some of them are fiery platforms some of them are icy platforms but how many times have they been quote-unquote remade in a sense you know, even like Mario, New Mario, New Mario Wii U, and it's like they're all the same game. They have different levels, but they're all essentially the same game. The one thing that we can say definitively between Crash 1 and 2 is that at least they added a story. At least they gave the players an excuse. Well, not excuse. They gave them a reason to be doing what they're doing, you yeah. know? And I mean, even in the very first one, you go to that very first level and usually, I mean, unless you just really F up, usually on that first level, super easy to get the gym. But why are you collecting the gems? I have no idea. I literally, even to this day, even after replaying it, I don't know why I'm collecting the gems other than because the game wants me to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas this one, it's like, I want those crystals to help me save the world. It was basic, sure. Very basic, very bullet point. I need these because of these. And that's it. But it gave me a reason, you know? And then even then, if you get a gem, the Neo or the Dr. Nitrous Brio, he'll come on the hologram and say, hey, instead of collecting crystals, collect all the gems for me instead. And it's like, whoa, they even added that in. And it's like, they did, like I said before, they didn't need to do it. (laughs) You're right. The snow levels were new. So I guess just playing it early on in Crash 2 made me think it was part of Crash 1, which it was. Oh, yeah, no worries. Yeah, so that would would be my fault. My mix up. My, my bad. Um, yeah, so literally snow. That's all they added. Just like, hey, what if they slid around a little bit? That would be, be really challenging. Because, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, oh, oh, and jetpacks. They added the jetpacks. <laughs> well, and the, so, and the water jetpack thingy. Well, true, but uh, as far as a level is concerned, we already had the river level. So that's kind of what I was trying to get at. But heading past that, like I said, just the story and the fact that, yeah, now, you know, because not only that, but like, think about like, think about that first level. The first level, the very, very first time you played it. So I don't know, you know, way back in the day or whatever. Think about it. You went through the level. You got to the end of the level. You got a gem. Then let's say two or three. I can't remember. I think it was maybe the third level. I didn't get all the boxes. So all of a sudden, I'm having boxes dropped on my head, and I don't get a gym. So I'm like, wait, did I do something wrong? Do I have to replay the level? Oh, no, I can just move on. I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? So, so it's like, oh, okay, the gems, you don't need the gems. The gems are just literally there. So that's like, a, like I said, crystals, you need the crystals. If you don't get all the crystals, you can't go on to the next level, the next level, the next level. And so adding that little bit of story as to why you're doing it, it's no longer your princess is in another castle, keep playing the damn game, dumbass. Instead, it's like, I need these crystals for a specific reason. Here are my motivations. I'm tricking you, but you don't know that yet. You know? Yeah. That is what makes it leaps and bounds over one. Is it the same game? Very arguably, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. Very, very, Only very this arguably. one didn't have any bats. Oh my gosh, they didn't have the bats. Why? I mean, 
hashtag where are my bats <laughs> oh yeah nope hashtag where are the bats that I'll, I'll follow that i'll trend it on twitter twitter yeah so that's our ranking yeah we want to know your guys's ranking what yep. do you guys think so far do you agree with it like i said it's going to get a little bit harder i think when we get into jack and daxter and uncharted it's going to be like okay so this one goes above this one but not above this one and then this one goes up you know, that's when it's going to start becoming like more of a debate you know what i mean we're going to be like no this one is totally better think about this you know i can't wait for that because that's going to be super fun you know, I mean, um, maybe I th- it, it's, it's gonna be fun, and you're gonna lick it. You're gonna lick it with your two penises. Okay. Two penis. My penis. <laughs> My genitalias. <laughs> So make sure to go to so our uh, threadx 3 productions at gmail.com, or you can go to our Twitter at TX3Productions, or Instagram on ThreatX3Productions. So once again, my name was Nick, and... And I am Kevin, a.k.a. Dave, with the two marsupial penises. Yep, you Dave. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so gross. It's just <laughs> disgusting. Like, out of everything out of this whole episode, do you know what I learned? Bandicoots have two wieners. <laughs> Bandicoots have two wieners for the two vaginas the that two they vaginas. need to... Repeat yeah. too swift. Can I get two I of the that weird? Can I get two <laughs> of the bandicoot <laughs> vaginas, please? <laughs> Anyways, we yeah. gotta end it there. <laughs> we gotta end it. It's, just, it's derailing. Right, so it's derailing. It's derailed. <laughs> um, all right, so come back to us next week where we're gonna be. Or no, sorry, not next week. Uh, come back to us two weeks from now. Uh, we will be heading on to Crash Bandicoot. Warped. Yeah, this one should be a lot more harder. Rot more harderer. Harder, harderest. And remember, you gotta stay naughty, dogs. <laughs> <laughs>